What's up, everybody? This is the first live for Stone Cold Gentlemen. And today is a special day for me. Um, not only because it's October 4th, but it's because this is dedicated to my sister, Tara, Tara Burns. And it's not just for me, but it's just for anybody else who's lost a loved one. Again, I just didn't um, do the live thing here for the um, automatic. Okay, everybody, again, welcome mm -hmm. to the Stone Cold Gentleman podcast. This will be our first live one. So just bear with me as we just going through just the kinks and everything set up. Today is a special day, not only because it's October 4th, but it's also because this is my sister's birthday. And I wanted to do something special to commemorate her day. And what better way to do it than just to, you know, to do the live thing. But this is not all only just a dedication just for my sister. This is going out for anybody who has lost a person in their life, whether a mother or father, a sister or brother, or wife or husband, or even kid by any matter. Um, I figure by expressing how much I felt about Tara being in my life, um, from the day she was born up until her um, transition, maybe, just maybe, it can touch somebody who also has this feeling of not being able to express how they feel about their mm -hmm. their loved one that they lost. Um, really, what can I say about my sister other than the fact that for those that known her, whether from the neighborhood or from college or even mm -hmm. to the spots where she lived at now, she was, I'm gonna call her, she was a, she was lightning. She was that storm. The reason why I call it a storm because her mouth and she can erupt with the knowledge and know how to put a person in place if need be. Um, she was always helpful to, you know, anybody that needed it. Selfless, never selfish. Um, all she wanted to do was help people. And at the same token, even have time to help herself, which is very rare. Um, I remember plenty of instances where we were young and people don't charge me, charge me. I was a little kid. I was older, but still. Um, we would walk to school and there was times when I would hold her hand and sometimes I would 
I will leave her in the little big brother mm-hmm. thing. But she was a trooper and hold, she held her own. You know, we was always together, but there's the moments where, you know, with your friends and, you know, get away, little sister, but go on, do your thing. But um, one thing I can say about her is she is, she always was a quick thinker and she always knew what to say. She knew how to get access to anything. And strange as it applies, she knew loopholes. You know how many people you know know loopholes into the law? No, nah, she knew the law, but she always knew there was some other angles to it. Not saying nothing bad, but sometimes that helps in some matters. Um, she was a great mother. That's one thing I can say about her. She was fierce, very fierce. She never let anybody, I mean not anybody, take her out of her space when it comes to her kids, whether it's family, whether it's, you know, anybody. This is the same girl who I know. I'll give you an instance. She would come home with her oldest kid. Come home. And she told me, Sean, the moment this family starts doing some crazy stuff, I'm rolling out. Lo and behold, they did. Did she not get a plane ticket and roll right back down to, I guess at the time, Louisiana? No, she was never afraid to speak her mind. She was never afraid to say what was important in life. And that's one thing that I can't give her mad credit and mad love for because that was her. Um, there were some times where I wish I can still see her, you know, um, just to let her know exactly how I felt about her, about the times that, you know, times that we could have spent just tripping out, chilling, um, just talking. You know, when we was young, we was always together. Always together. I mean, you couldn't ever take us apart. And, you know, if she was there, then I was there. Vice versa. I knew at times she had, at times, issues concerning herself. And by far, people, y'all know, she was a beautiful person. She was a beautiful person. Sometimes she may not have seen it, but, you know, I've seen it. And that's the important thing of the matter. Um, A lot of people would say that she had a lot of mouth. Truth be told, she had a lot of mouth. But she made sure that you heard her. That's why she was so good at, um, you know, being the head of of a teen club. She'd lecture at church, always reading, but she was stern with her rules, her regulations. She never, she made sure she let you know who you are and tell you about yourself in a heartbeat. And that's one of the things that I will miss and cherish about her. 
Another thing I can let you know by is that, again, she's very giving. From my understanding, through the times that we were separated, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say separated. She chose her area and I chose mine. I just call it what it is. Um, I've heard stories. I've heard many things about Tara, how she was with people, how her house was an open door for all those that need it. She's not afraid to help a person, even if it was a risk of herself. And if need be, she'd give you the clothes off her back. Off her back. Okay. She's a great mother to three girls. Haley, Kayla, and Dwalea. Great mm-hmm. mother. She's mm-hmm. always down for her. She made sure that her kids were straight, if anything. If anything happened to her, that's just blind. That's fine. But if it's her kids, she makes sure her kids are straight. And she'll do that with any kids because anybody that she's been around or been in contact with, they seem seem to navigate toward her. She just had this energy that transcends just everything. You know... I keep saying that we mm-hmm. had time, spent time together. We've done a lot of things together while we was young. But as we got older, you know, we have not saying we grew apart. We just knew mm-hmm. where we need to be in our own separate life. Tar was one to, you know was not afraid to take a risk. And trust me, she's taken many risks in her life. Uh, College on down to where she's at now. And the risk, even though most of us would not agree with it, were beneficial to her because she knew how to work her, work with what she had. Tara had a raggedy van. It's a raggedy van. I call it raggedy because it's raggedy. But, you know, she knew how to work that van. That's the crazy part. She knew how to work it. Um, opportunities to get a, opportunities to get a new car or new whatever. She had opportunities, but she decided to work with what she had. That's one thing I can say about her. She'll turn anything old into something of luxury or of use to you or to her. And, uh, um, she was great with children. That's one thing I can't say. She was great with children. Shoot, her whole house. Hey, Yolanda, how you doing? Um, her whole house was basically a big nursery. Shoot, for all I know, it was probably a 24-hour nursery. Uh, I haven't heard that many stories about it. Maybe if I have one of the kids on here and all. But it's a three-hour difference from where we at. So, but um, you know, there's not much I can I can say. So I'm just going along with it to make this a return to what we're doing for Stone Cold Gentlemen. Uh, this is just a really a tribute one, and like I said, this is not about all about my sister. 
at all because I love her to death. And I know there's plenty of people out there who will probably see this video, hopefully see this video. Yes, she did. Uh, yes, Yolanda, she always did have kids around her. That's one thing I did know about her. Um, it's just crazy how... I guess it's now three years or such, and I still have somewhat vivid thoughts about her. She's sometimes in my, sometimes she's in my dreams and she's at the, and she mentally shows up at the strangest places in my life. Um, I've always thought that once she was gone, that um, I would never get to hear from her again or actually see the visions or quote unquote, hear what other people hear when their loved ones pass. So I would go nuts, literally nuts, trying mm -hmm. to figure out why in the hell is this girl not contacting me? No, that ain't. Granted, we never, we never always talked on the phone. We never talked on the phone as much as most people that are in close vicinity are. But we always knew, you know, we was around. One thing that was taught to us by my dad was like, I don't care where you at, as long as you give me a phone number and a, the time to contact me there. Shoot, mm -hmm. I was lucky to even at times get a phone call from her or even her picking up the phone because for some strange reason, she always has some jacked up phones. And I'm like, this how you have a jacked up phone? But from my understanding, she had an iPhone. I don't know. You're not, she ever have a iPhone or something to that nature because there'd be plenty of times I would call and mm -hmm. I'm not one to call anybody these days. I admit it. I try to call my families. I try to call everybody else, but it's hard. I'd be on my forgetting trip and I'd be on my own world. But I know at times where it was hard to get in contact with her, especially when she tell you to call her and you call her and you get the answer in service. That's like, Oh, she just had a Samsung. That's even worse. I mean, I have a Samsung mm -hmm. now. But um, she would just, you would call and you would call and you would get this answering service. And mind you, Tar didn't have just more than, only have, didn't just only have one phone number. She had probably like two or three of them. And, on a, and the crazy thing about it is she never answered the phone for the three of them. But she knew how to have fun. She like to stay in the house. I mean, I guess that's what we do. Uh, Jackie's kids, we call our Jackie's kids. We'll stay in the house unless need be. And I know for a fact, back in the heyday, Tara would go out. But then as she got older, she's like, fuck it, I'm staying in the house. You know, shoot. She practically did everything in the house. So I, she probably worked from home for all I know. No. Uh, but she was a, you know, a great inspiration to a lot of people, uh, whether her, whether it was friends or whether it was um, family or just neighbors or such. My dad, and I need to know the story behind this. So if anybody that's in the Washington state area know the story, I need to know, I need to, anybody can tell me why. She was nicknamed the mayor of Tacoma, or whatever the, the mayor of Washington. Something my dad had um said mm -hmm. that um, 
Hey, Carter, the mayor of the mayor of Washington. Cause there's something I'm missing because I don't know. I know she was a good, uh, she was a giver. She didn't take no mess, but I knew she gave a lot. So I, it had to be a reason why my dad had called her, called her that, you know, but, um, I'm just like here trying to give a nice little commemoration to her. And we're going to jump from there and just basically just talk about, you know, keeping our loved ones around, um, letting them know that we love them while they're here on this earth. Okay, she knew lots of people and folks. So she just, uh, she was just uh, the state plug. I'm going to put it this way. My sister was a state plug. On that. Okay. Um, when I say that we all, and including myself, because I really do have to work on this myself. We really need to learn how to keep in contact with our families. And I know we have a lot of people that wants to um, feel like they're in their own space. They need their own space, they're on their own time, uh, just to, you know, chill, just to be themselves. Even me, because I admit I haven't been the best at keeping in contact mm-hmm. with, you know family or friends or such because I, like I said I'm more of a person that likes to do stuff or just does stuff by itself mm-hmm. but sometimes and that's good sometimes I like to really you know like to really go out and spend time with with people and um, I'm not saying I'm not a social person because I am it's just that, you know, just had that moment. But I say this to say that, um, shut up, Maisha. I get it. I don't keep in contact. I see. Don't you hate it when you be making your own little podcast and then your family members want to come in and just remind you of what you don't do, even though I just told, said that I have trouble keeping in contact with your family, with my family. And all that. I admit that. On my first pod, live podcast, I admit that I have troubles keeping up with my family. You happy, Maisha? All right. Now, I love you too. Anyway, um, like I was saying, it's not saying it's hard. It's not hard to do that because it's really easy. It's just a matter of wanting to. And just because I don't do it doesn't mean I don't want to. Just I'm, my mind be elsewhere. And uh, but. I say this to say that, you know, with how COVID's been going on and all these deaths and wars going, and it's like people dying unexpectedly. It's like you don't even know when it'll be the next time that you'll see a person or hear a person or just chill with that person. So, you know, I think the best thing we can do, especially in times of where we don't really get a chance to communicate with a lot of people or just be around a lot of people because of pandemics and and all that. I think we just need to really just somewhat pick up that phone, say hello. And even me, I know my ass had to do it all the time. I have to, you know, because, you know, when you get the dreams, uh, you may be the last one left. You need to make as many phone calls as you possibly can. And, you know, 
to let people know you're alive because I was good and keeping distance. Shit, I even call myself Lazarus when it comes to these um, family functions because people don't see me. I think I did more resurrections than Lazarus than Lazarus in his in his heyday. Nah, I treat reunions and such like Easter Sunday. And half of y'all that barely go to church but come on Easter Sunday understand exactly what the hell I'm saying. But um, <laughs> you guys neither here nor there. Um, I did say well, I wanted, in my opinion, how we get through the day after losing the love when I think First of all, we need to, if we have to grieve, we, we must grieve. I feel it's so important that you grieve so you can get all that, all that feeling out. All the tears, all your frustrations, all the whys out. Just let it all out. There's no time limit for how long, how long one grieves. And if anybody tells you that there is a time limit, they're lying. They're lying because the moment you tell them that, they don't have a fit. So, for all those that are grieving, grieve. It is so important that you grieve and you keep grieving until you get the last amount of grief out of you. Now, also while you're doing this grieving, give yourself time, a bit of a self-reflection to see, you know, what you can do to put your best foot forward. Because a lot of times we, when it comes down to grief, especially when the loss of a loved one, and I've done it and I'll keep it a buck. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, I do what I do I was on a depressing state for a good two years. Two. And I didn't realize it until my cousin, shout out to Darnell, who's probably not on here, but anyway, shout out to Darnell and um, broke it down to me. And, you know, I didn't realize that each time that I was doing these poetry, these dedications, all that on on the on the book or even anywhere. It was like she was constantly on my mind. It was like still grasping the fact that she's no longer around. And it's hard, especially when you've grown up with this person since she was a little kid. Mind you, she was only three years, you know, younger than me. But We've been through the craziness. We've been through the bullshit fights and all that. You know, she had a good following. Matter of fact, the hood loved her. Matter of fact, the hood respected her. And that's the crazy part. It's like, you know, the hood loved us, but they gave her a lot more res respect because she was cool with, she was cool for everybody where they saw me as personnel as the, the college kid and all that. But that was understandable. But, um, I had a matter of fact, I had a a situation where we was talking about Tar. And look, I apologize for I'm keep going back and forth with Tar, but the main focus is basically your Tar and everybody else who lost somebody. So if you want something 
say about somebody and I'll read it out to you to be fine. But um, back to the story. Um, one of my friends from the neighborhood that found out about Tara's passing uh, talked to me and told me how much the hood had respect and loved, loved her. She was always a cool cat. She kept her she kept her ear to the street. That's what I can tell her. She kept her ear to the streets. She always knew what was going on, when it was going on, and how was it going on. Mind you, I ain't pay all that much attention to it. But she knew everybody. She basically knew everybody. Just like you said, Yolanda, she knew a lot of people up in Washington State. She sure as hell knew a lot of people here in the PG area. So granted, she was kind of well known. I give her that much. Um, When he told me how much the hood missed her, it was like, you know, giving memories of her. I was like, wow. I mean, that's love right there. But, you know, you would never or I would never have thought about it because, you know, we all knew the same people, but we all traveled in different circles. And uh, my sister was smart, intelligent, you know, and she had the makings of a good salesperson. That's one thing I can't say. Uh, my dad would say her and my brother could sell blood from a turnip. That part I can believe. I mean, she had a way of convincing people to do certain things or just the things to change their whole life perspectives around. There's certain stuff like that. I mean, that made her feel special. And I'm sure you have a lot of people in your life, in your life that, you know, has touched you in ways that they've never, that nobody else has ever in your existence, even on the emotional tip. Um, I just think that we all need to take time to actually thank God just for being here. Thanking him for, or her, keep this gender fluent, um, him or her for our families, our friends that have been around each other. We've been around that um, seen us in our good, seen us in our bad. And, you know, just thank God, period, for having families. Because we have a lot of people out there, out in these streets, probably some in your own homes, that feel like they have nobody. And a lot of people feel like they have nobody because they feel like family is only in blood. Let me tell you, it's not. When you lose somebody or when you're in a state where you can't even, you know, function, there's always somebody around. You have your close friends. And sometimes your close friends can be the, all the family you need aside from your real family. And, uh, so when I say grieve, when you lose someone, grieve. That's so important to grieve because you don't want to go through life wondering why I still feel heavy inside or just wondering why stuff happens. Grieve. You don't want to live your life. Like I said, you don't want to live your life still upset, asking questions. Now, the moment that you, I guess, complete your grieving, 
Take a seat. Think about, in a sense, good times. But as well, think about what you want to do to make sure that you can live a sustainable life. Um, right now, you know, for the past two, well, three years now, since Tara's passing, you know, I've been through a lot of stuff. You know, I was still grieving, mm-hmm. still being depressed, not really realizing that because I go through the day just like a normal day. Still feel pain in our junk, but I wouldn't display it as much. So, you know, I found something to occupy my time and to make use of my grief, which was my writing. And, you know, sometimes now, sometimes when I feel something strange or I'm just walking and I just feel stuff or I see signs, I'm thinking maybe that's her. Um, Maybe that's her just telling me something, just letting me know that everything is okay. And all because I always felt that she was with me, but I just never could hear her. And when I say hear, I'm not talking about through the use of your ears, but hear in the heart. And I would fight it each morning, just to each day, each night, trying to get her to say something to me like, where are you? Where are you? Then certain things start opening up to me. Uh, Sometimes dark skies would no longer be dark. And, you know, just certain signs that only I know is coming from her. And come to think of it, I come to realize that, you know, she was there all along. I've been so busy trying to find that inner voice from her that I've neglected to see that everything that she's put out there for me. You know, I never had to worry about Tara because Tara knew how to hold her own. And if you got somebody that you already know, hold it down, do whatever, make make the shit happen, then at times you're not going to be like, Psh. I ain't got to worry about this person because I know she's going to be good or he's going to be good. But the moment they leave and you feel that emptiness inside and you just want to call out like, God, where is she or why is this happening? Answering questions and you want that, that little scenes where you see on those movies where they come back in the form of whoever and they talk to you and you just go through the review of their life or review of what's going on in your life and they just tell you how to do things that don't happen you everything you feel is within within you once you feel it within your heart everything will come in vision in your own in your own vision so you know i would always try to figure out what's going on you know why am i not hearing from her and all this craziness is happening and I'm just in this real ugly mood. Like I really want to just at times throw stuff, just want to 
you know, just be reckless. But I realized that's not really what she want me to do. I mean, I know deep down she wants me to now display the fact that I am the oldest. Stupid as it may sound, that's mm-hmm. just what she did to me. Um, siblings, my our siblings, you know, they're doing their thing, you know, love them all to death, you know, and we all celebrate her in our own special way. We just keep on going. And that's another thing I wanted to, you know, say to anybody. After you go to your grief and then you keep your put your best foot forward, mm-hmm. you just keep going. Because you don't want to kill yourself before killing yourself. The person that's departed from your life does not want you to feel like their their death is holding you back from living. Uh, Sometimes one must die so another can live. Now, you can take that any way you want, but deep down, I guarantee you kind of understand what I'm saying. Maybe it takes something like what happened to her to get me or any other family members to realize that life is too short to sit back and not do your, not carry out your dreams or even try to attempt to live your dreams. So by that, just go do it. Like now, I would never have thought about doing a podcast or even Mm -hmm. advancing to where I'm, what I'm doing now, you know, because I'll always find the bull in the activity. Whereas with Tar, Tar can be in a hellish of situations, but she always found a bright spot and all that kept her going and kept her doing what she needed to do. And that's what I'm doing now. You know, I see a bunch of lemons and I try my best to create lemonade, plain and simple. Um, But um, I just want to let people know that it's okay to miss somebody. It's okay, especially in death. It's really okay. And if anybody tells you that any different, they're lying. Because if you don't remember, then how you're going to expect to venture out and do what you do? You know, Tara's passing, it hurt me deeply. It really hurt me deeply. It affected me in ways that I've never, ever expected me to feel. I felt alone I felt that I lost somebody really close to me and I felt at times I couldn't go on even though I'm physically going on but mentally I just was out of it because I would never expected her to go so soon there was days I wish I was there when the incident happened and maybe it wasn't meant for me to be there because I would go 
for days. All in my mind, reenacting everything the way I thought it happened. Different scenes, different angles, everything. My whole, half of my whole life or year was built on trying to relive that day. And I wasn't even there. That's the thing. You know, I tried not to live in regrets that I didn't do this with her or that. And come to understand that we all had our reasons for what we didn't do. At the end of the day, she understood. And I, and also, with any of y'all that have any type of regrets about not being with a loved one or such, all I can tell you is don't hang on to that too long. Because there's nothing you can do about it. You can only remember what you can do or what you've done with that person in the past and just hope that the regret that you have does not carry on to what you can do now. So if you regret doing something with that person, in a sense, do it with somebody else. Not saying, you know, live what you were trying to do with that person. And enjoy yourself. It's really is enjoy what life is giving you because you know we all don't have to be here. The simple fact that we're here to live another day, to live another day and remember is a blessing within itself. So, you know, I encourage everybody, if you have a loved one that you haven't spoken to or you really haven't, you know, clear any beefs with, please do so. You don't want to wake up one day and you find out the person that you had beef with or you didn't tell them that you love them is no longer on this earth. Because that's a hurtful thing because the regrets will come in and you're going to be thinking, I should have done this. I should have done that. So, you know, I wanted to end this with a thank you for, I guess, those that popped in and to those that will hopefully hear this or see this on the Facebook, on the Facebook live. I thank everybody that hopefully will come see this I also want to, you know, thank everybody. And I mean, seriously, everybody for liking our page, the 400 and some odd people that liked it. I'm kind of glad that y'all are actually taking the time to look at this. Uh, we're not quite there yet. And I can honestly admit that. We took a two and a half week break just to get our minds together so we can come back with some fresh new stuff. Technically, we was going to go on mm -hmm. to something a little more crazy, but today was a special day for me. I felt like I wanted to use this just to, to let y'all know how I feel about my sister and 
hopefully, you know, you get people that see this, they want to do a comment, you know, that this comment, just talk about your own personal insights on life and how you cope with grief, or even just a shout out to a person that no longer here. Just let them know how much you love them. It's plain and simple. Um, like I said, this has been, you know, an episode, special episode, which I call a tribute episode from Stone Cold Gentlemen. Uh, we will be back, I think in a couple of days. I'm not sure. In a couple of days with something new, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I want everybody to check out our page, the Stone Cold Gentlemen um, community page. We have, uh, actually, we have an Instagram. Uh, Stone Cold, the, the Stone Cold Gentleman, or SCG, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Spotify, this broadcast, you know, is live. I got it also on Podomatic, so this will automatically, once I finish this, it'll go straight to the um, Spotify. So if y'all have Spotify, just go to um, just go to the search and type in Stone Cold Gentleman. You'll see our logo and just tap on that. We have nine episodes on there so far. And, you know, they're all good. Some are crazy. You know, everything is everything is not scripted. There is no rehearsals. There's nothing. We want everything to be just the way it is because we want y'all to feel us trying to grow with this. Go to our kinks and all that. Um, Like I said, we got our Instagram. Are you working on YouTube? I may put this on YouTube. And, um... What else? We've got Instagram, YouTube, Google Podcasts. Um, I heard we have it on iHeartRadio, our, our, our broadcast, mm-hmm. but somehow that's not popping up. So don't even worry about that. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Just look up Stone Cold Gentlemen. Our Twitter, ooh, our Twitter is SCGP2022. Not that I'll put that on the community page, but again. Uh, thank you for those that popped in and just took a look at this to see where we're going. This is our first live on Facebook. I'm going to try to get it to the point where we can get it on all our feeds. So, again, I thank you. Uh, please show support because this is a major feat for me. And for my boy, shout out to Andre Latchin, Shame Seven Shadows. Uh, shoot, Larry Reed, Rolling Face on, you know, mm-hmm. all those that are those are my boys. Uh, shout out to the families, shout out to all those that have supported us. That and shout out to all of y'all who actually take the time just to like the page. We're looking forward to any ideas that you have to put out or just give us some on a, in on our message. Let us know what we can do to better our um, audience or even bring guests on. We're working on guests where we either Zoom or just make a guest appearance and just have fun. So thank you all again. Until then, peace out.